Hi guys, I'm André Villas-Boas, listening to Echoes of Glory. And don't forget, whatever happens, the future is bright, the future is lily white. Come on, your spurs. Hello and welcome to Echoes of Glory, season 12, episode 19. I'm ASD. I'm Giles. And I'm Chris. And Jack might turn up, Rob might turn up, but we're here. We're the ones who turned up on time. And we are basically back to a few weeks ago, right? So four goals though against Leicester. That's not a great a great start coming off the Man City result, is it? What why why did it happen, Giles? What's going on? Uh why did it happen? Oh, I I don't know why it happened. I all I know is it felt really familiar, which was sad. We just seem devoid of ideas and we we seem so frail. And it reminded me slightly of last time when we beat them, beat City at their place. And then we had that Burnley game and it just was all flat and it was almost typical Tottenham. And I don't like to say it's typical Tottenham to then struggle to put a performance in against Leicester. But I mean, it was sadly familiar. Um, there were few players on the pitch that really put in a performance. Um, and the only one who did looks like he's now out for six plus months, which is a big problem. Um, and I don't know. I, I mean, I really don't know. I mean, Chris, maybe you'll have an idea as why it happened, but it's just really soul destroying to see that happen again and again and again. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm not sure I've got any much more to add to that. But apart from I was thinking about it today and the only thing I could come up with was off the back of a, like a massive high of beating City and having half an eye on Tuesday and thinking, oh, it's Leicester or whatever, and that we just took our eye off the ball. But the problem with that is, as I'm sure we all know, is that you, we don't you don't get that luxury. You know, we don't get the we don't get the luxury of doing that. We have to play every game as if it's our lot, you know, as if there's everything to play for because there is. You know, Newcastle drop points. You know, there's there were people dropping points all around us, and we could have had a real there would have been a real opportunity yesterday, and we blew it. And mm. you know, like I don't know, I, I joked with all of you that like you know should um Antonio should have stayed in, should Antonio have stayed in his bed. Yeah. Um, and I just think that's uh, just I was gutted to be fair, absolutely gutted. And, and Leicester as well. any good, is it? Yeah, and Leicester as well. Actually, by all account, I mean, I'm sure ASD's got all of these facts to his fingertips, but mm. I've got vague rec- thoughts about um, Harry Kane scoring against Leicester for fun. That's the team mm. he likes to score against the most. I remember his very first hat-trick for Spurs was against Leicester because I remember it's the first um, game I took my nephew, my younger nephew to. And I said to him, remember this, because this is the first hat-trick that Harry Kane's ever scored. He's going to score some more. So I just thought, even when we went 2-1 down, I was like, oh, it's all right, Harry will score a couple, we'll be fine. Because those mm. games are always high scoring. But yeah. I haven't watched it, to be honest. I didn't watch it. I... Haven't watched Match of the Day. I don't plan to watch Match of the Day. I won't tell you where I was yesterday because you might ban me from the uh, pod forever. We know. We know. <laughs> no, we, we can talk about it. I've been there multiple times. Not when Spurs are playing, but I've been there multiple times. Where, where were you, Chris? <laughs> I, was <at> the, <laughs> I was at the other end of the Seven Sisters Road, ASD. Um, oh, good. But for work, and, right? Uh, sorry? 
for work, right? It yeah, it was for work. Yeah, it was for work. Exactly, it was for work. Um, and there was a comment about how I had the biggest smile in the uh, in the stadium when the goal went in, and I've enjoyed it even more today, having seen some uh, some friends who support that team who are really complaining that it was offside and that it should never have stood, and that kind of makes it a little bit sweeter. Well, I don't understand. Did they give you the Arsenal shirt or did you have that at home? And oh, very there? funny. <laughs> I would just like to correct this. You didn't have to wear for, it tonight. <laughs> for the record, everyone, I do not own an Arsenal shirt. I don't even own anything red. No, yeah. no, no, no. That is the point. All the charity shops around here are just full with Arsenal books. Like, honestly, every single one has got the ginger penne or whatever. Like, they're, they're all full of Arsenal books around there. Around here, uh, which is a shame. Uh, I'll tell you who I met though up there. Um, I don't know if you saw because it was the uh, Premier League's No Room for Racism weekend, and they made a film um, in the week about a teenage, um, a um, young primary school teacher in Stevenage. And they had the Premier League, and it made me think of you, ASD. Um, yeah, they had the Premier League trophy at the school. They um, did like um, an anti-racist lesson. Um, and this guy is a sort of TikTok teacher. He's got like more than a million followers on TikTok. Um, and he used to be a semi-pro footballer. And in fact, his best friend, he told me at half time, was that guy at Burnley that scored the um, hat trick yesterday. Um, and they grew up together. So he was happy at half time. Um, sadly, he was a gooner. But like, check him out on TikTok. He's called Kit Brown. Um, and his TikToks are really good. And he's a primary school teacher in a failing school, sadly, in Stevenage. But that's one of the reasons why he thinks it's really important, because he believes that those kids deserve to have a good education. Well, that's cool. Yeah. I love, I love Stevenage, St. Evenage. Um, my kids <laughs> were born there. I don't live there. But I mean, it's got some weirdly famous people there. Lewis Hamilton, Jack Wilshire's from there, Ian Poulter, Ashley Young, Kevin Phillips. Um I think it had the UK's first pedestrianised town centre, which was revolutionary. So there you go. It's just Stevenage facts there. Oh, I don't really want this to. This goes to show what state Tottenham are in if we're talking about Stevenage, frankly. This is what always happens. The best, uh, the best pods. Ten minutes. <laughs> the, the best pods are when when we lose because we just do anything apart from talk about it. Everyone has a shocker. Dyer was awful. <laughs> Eric Dyer, and he might be in the central midfield against AC Milan uh, in. In two days, he was worse than awful, mate. He really was. I mean, to be honest, I think all one flat. It'll be Skippy and Sar. It'll be Skippy and Sar. Yeah. But what? How do you go from? Because he was the key to the the game against City, right? He was the one who was pushing Mm. out. It was whatever his name, Stellini and um, Mason's idea. That that's great. And then he goes from that to just being static at at his worst. But then it's hard, isn't it? Because they were all poor. All of them. Borrowed what in what I really, starts. what I struggle with, and why I think historically, when we haven't been at this at this kind of position in the league consistently, so maybe going back a decade or so, it's why I've always loved those players like the Scott Parkers who come in and really grab a game by the scruff of its neck. And I don't, and I really struggle to understand. I get Chris, Chris's point earlier was definitely valid and, and sadly true, in as much as you can motivate yourself for the games against City. And I'm sure in our, in our own walk of life, when we have similar or relatively significant events, we can be more up for it emotionally, physically, whatever. But I don't understand, given the opportunity off the back of the City game, 
I don't understand how every player on that pitch could could just put in such a turgid performance. I mean, we've got, you know, we've got England captain, we've got South Korea captain, we've got Denmark's captain, we've got these guys who are responsible for leading teams out onto the pitch. And yet everyone just seems so devoid of effort. And it was all over the pitch. It was really, really sad. And I don't think you could, I think you could pick out most players on the pitch in, against Leicester and say they had a poor game. But in particular, I thought Dyer, Davies, sadly, Porro had a terrible debut, but I think that we can be maybe be a bit more tolerant of that given he's only just arrived. Um, but even Harry, Sonny, we know something's been going wrong with Sonny all season. We've talked about it numerous times. And I think that actually we need to we need to be bold in our team selection and actually stick him on the bench for a bit because we've stuck with him. It's not like we've hung him out to dry. And yet he keeps he keeps just failing to deliver. Cooley had a bad game. It's funny. They must just turn up expecting to win sometimes. And I don't know if it's more true this season. I feel like I've certainly believed it for a long time that every year you feel like you can't ever do that in the Premier League because every team seems to have real talent. Um, Leicester have had a poor season, but they've still got some talented players. Although if you look at the team sheets on paper, you know, it's probably, you can understand why all three of us expected us to, to win even when we were 2-1 down. Yeah, and Hart, I, I, I'm sorry if I said this earlier, but I can't remember because I'm slightly, I'm a bit tired. But they've definitely got half an eye on Milan as well. But you can't, you know, like, and that's another problem because you've got to be able to do all of it. Yeah. You know, and and R- Rodrigo getting injured is an absolute disaster. Yeah. And to be out now, basically, until well into next season. Yeah. Do you yeah. think we do you think we'll struggle to to struggle with his loss more than any other player that started that game and I'm including Kane in that question. Maybe not Kane because where would the course come from otherwise because before you say Sonny but I mean it never worked it's never worked with him up front. But apart from that because he's got the problem is that the managers that we've signed all have defence and then a couple of people in attack. And then you're looking for someone to do more than their job in the middle mm. to then bring it forward. There's no person and there's no Ericsson, there's no Madison who's doing that job, linking it up. And he's been that person to do that. And now we haven't got that. I will bet you Hoiberg's out for the AC Milan game. AC Milan haven't won since the 4th of January. So it's just what they need, right, is to play Tottenham Hotspur. Um, mm. I'm sure we'll talk about it on Valentine's Day. But we'll see Hoiberg step up and do that then. Because when Benzko was out, it's always Hoiberg because that's just the role one of them has to play. So I wouldn't be surprised if we just suddenly go, well, you know, Hoiberg has been doing what he did at the start of the season. You know, and so I'm not, I am worried, but I'm not as worried as if they were both out for seven months. It's not mm. great. But was isn't a bad player. And, you know, Kane wouldn't be here if Soldado wasn't shit. And, you know, and... Well, he would yeah. be here because he's that good. But you know what I mean? Like, this is where players have to... These are professionals. This is what they're paid to do. Skip was having a great season last season. So it's not doom and gloom. But it's also... like It's funny as well. You know, we lose Sessegnon. And we've got, so we've got one left-back left. He's 34. We've got two left-backs out on loan who are... You know, one of them's doing pretty well. One of them can't get an athletic Madrid team. But that's quite funny. Um, the one I feel sorry for is Tanganga, right? Because he was just... He was he was on his way up, and any time he gets a a little hint, it just it never seems to work for him. Yeah, it's really seems, strange. Yeah, poor man. 
but hey, I really want to talk about it. Do, would you go out and sign Madison? Um, he's a brilliant player. I think technically he's, he's he's a really really good player. I mean, he's an Arsenal fan, and I've just never managed to see past that because I'm pathetic. Um, but he's a good player. I mean, the truth is, I don't think. I, we we need creativity, and I don't know whether it's Madison or not. I mean, maybe under a different manager, he would he would flourish. But you just you just I just no part of me thinks if we had signed him in January, that he would have come in and started under Conte. Even if I do think he is a terrific footballer. Yeah, I don't think he was a starter. Really. Be no, I mean, he'd be one of the millions of football players that looks like you that would now be in the team. So we don't actually have one that looks like you. So it's a bit of a. <laughs> Is it, which is an odd considering the um are you actually suggesting that he does actually look like giles that oh god speaking? yeah like yeah, in yeah. real like like for real yeah him pianic uh, we, we talk pianic. about this it's pianic mate it? i get that all the time all the time weird you don't you're much better looking than madison giles sorry yeah, i hope that's thanks. not yeah, an yeah, yeah. I hope that's not an inappropriate thing to say <laughs> not at all uh, and if it is i i, I welcome it uh, three three things I've seen. I ripped from the Reddit Canon New Spurs uh, page. Uh, number one is Conte has now got more league defeats than Andre Villas Boas, and he's played three fewer games. Why is he, why is he still in the job and AVB is isn't? I can only assume he's got a lot more wins as well. This is the internet. I only look at the tweet. I don't look look into things. <laughs> I think the manner of it, I went to a lot of AVB games and they were very, very dull, right? They were 1-0. There was a lot of draws. There was 1-0s. I remember a 1-0 versus Cardiff where I think there was a penalty that Soldado scored and everyone went mental for him because everyone, I've got to say crazy as a um Everyone went, was very happy for him, but it, it, it just didn't feel right. There were a lot of boring games, I guess. And I guess he's got a reputation uh, to find. That, was, that one wasn't that interesting. XG, we were ever so slightly behind Leicester on XG. So Leicester had an XG of 1.66. We have 1.62, which suggests that we should have scored another and it should have been like a 2-2 draw and they were lucky with the shots that they took. I think Bentecourt's, the, the, the XG of Bentecourt's shot must have been like one because he couldn't have missed it. And that that's where all that came from. Mm. through these. And... Um, I'm not sure I've ever really understood XG, but that's probably not for now. I've feels... never liked it as a measure at all. I, I mean, no. I, I, the only time I've I've actually used it myself is to support what a stellar player Sonny was when he last season, because he was one of those players that seemed to score so many more than his XG would suggest he should score. Um, but no, it's a weird stat. It's just what's the likelihood of you scoring from the chances you created right that's all it is but it does yeah. feel made up it does feel that it's it's ripe for bias uh we are on course for 50 um 58 goals against which is more than we've had in well years and years and years we've got 35 goals scored against us now that's the same we had in 15 16 nine more than 16 17 one wow. less than 17-18. Like, it's really bad. Wrong course for 58. The most we've had was in 1920, where we conceded 47. That's really bad. Or what is yeah. the defensive midfielder, a uh, defensive manager. Yeah. That's awful. Are you, so just, this is, 
I was thinking again this morning, knowing we were talking tonight about how I was so optimistic at the beginning of the season because we'd finished on a high. We were going to, you know, sign a couple more players. We had one of the best managers in the country, etc. I still, I don't get what has happened. You know, maybe it's because he's so inflexible. Um, but I, I also just wonder if it's just all, all emotion. Funnily enough, today we're at the women's match, right? And we were laughing afterwards because it's like you always talk about how women are so emotional. Should have watched Mark Skinner on the sideline for Manchester United. He was extremely emotional, got really wound up, gave it loads of whatever. In fact, we had a laugh because we said if you'd created a manager, a football manager from AI, you by AI, you'd create Mark Skinner. Watch him on the women's <laughs> football show later. You'll see what I mean. And I think this is the thing is like, actually, Antonio Conte is a very emotional man. And yeah. it could just be that the loss of um, Giampiero Ventroni, if he's been working with him his whole career, I don't, you mm. probably can't underestimate what having that absence means and that they haven't mm. been able to readjust properly. And then having other losses, being unwell and all the rest of it, it might just be that, you know, I I think, you know, we'll, I would I if I were them, I'd cut our losses um, with him at the end of the season. Well, you know, with a heavy heart, and you know wishing him all the best but it's not a good fit for us and it's not doing he's not doing what he was supposed to so i think it's probably time to to think about that yeah yeah i mean he said he's lost ventrone the fitness coach in october and then a very close friend um sinicia mihaljevic who is a lazio mm. defender and then diali um mm. Conte's the same age as Mihalovic and Viali's just five years older and he came out and said it, it just he needs time for reflection and he, his family don't live with him he's in a he's in a land by himself his friends are all dying his stomach's exploding he's it bastard you know it, it I don't think anyone would see him as a failure if he left at the end of the season we just and we got Poch in like, regardless of what who we get in that no one's going to see him as a as a, a failure it's just Almost wrong person, wrong time, right? Yeah, it's sad though because it's that classic thing of like you come to Spurs and then you know you're because we've kind of done this thing now, haven't we, where we sign these successful managers and then they come here and they can't do anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he goes to Roma and wins straight away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Well, isn't he annoying? That one isn't he annoying people at the moment? He wants to come back to Chelsea as well for a third stint. He's annoying people. Yeah, but then, but then at the same time, Roma had had a, a a longer trophy drought than we had, and he's and he won, he's won. What has he won? Has he won two now? Two trophies there, I believe. Is it two? Either way, it's at least one. So there you go. Uh, okay, AC Milan. Do you want any any points on that? I mean, no Hoiberg, no Benfica. It's going to be Sarah Skip, right? It can't be Dyer in the middle. Sandro and Skip, Sar and Skip are going to provide a winks at the Bernabeu-esque uh, performance. That's what you've got to hope for. Is that somehow they just go right. This is our opportunity to actually, you know, with no Basuma, no no Bentancur, they're both going to have an opportunity going forward now for the rest of the season because Hoiberg is not going to be able to do it on his own or with just one of them. So, you know, this is a real opportunity for them. And, I, you know, it's one of those things where they could both really totally boss it. And I really hope they do. Yeah, I'm I'm not too worried about it. Giles, what do you think? It's Valentine's Day. 
Are you are you taking your lovely wife out for a dinner or anything? Or are you going to be watching the football? I'm actually going to see Ricky Gervais live. So are you? We'll, uh, yeah, it was uh, it was a present from So's brother. Um, and it was arranged before I was even able to mention the words AC and Milan. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's Valentine's Day, isn't it? So I have it on my phone, I think, but I'm gutted to be missing it. Where is it? Is he in, is he in the hexagon? Guildford. Oh, is no, it? I think, yeah, G Live. I um, No, I'm gutted I'll be missing it. I, I, I'm, I'm actually, I don't know if it makes any sense. I'm pleased it's the away leg first. Yeah, um, definitely. I think that makes with sorry that's that's obviously mostly normally true, but I mean in light of the the, the players who will be missing, um, I'm slightly concerned about the left hand side. I mean I don't I don't I'm not a fan of Sessegnon at all, especially the way he's performed or hasn't this season. But I am slightly concerned in as much as Perisic doesn't tend they don't tend to play him in consecutive games. He often doesn't even play the full ninety, which is quite absurd given the minutes he used to play at Inter Milan, and then also with the World Cup he played you know. I think most minutes for Croatia if not all so he, he must have the the stamina to do that um, but I'm a bit slightly anxious about the lack of cover there but I also hope we just have a roll of the dice I, I'm a huge fan of Skip and Saar and this is their opportunity to step up I think Skippy is the sort of player with those echoes of Scott Parker of old or any other terrier in the middle of the park you want to um, refer to so I think he'll be up for it which will be good I hope we play Richarlison or maybe even Dan Juma or someone on on instead of Sonny but I, I, whether that happens or not I don't know I just think fresh blood is a good thing and I think mixing it up and showing that no one is uh no one is what's the word not safe but I think that you do have to turn up and perform at this level and if you don't then you sit on the bench and someone else will and I think you need that and Sonny needs that yeah I mean, their squad, I mean, Giroud, always been a fan of Giroud. He's getting old now, but he's, he's played a lot for him this season. That'll be interesting seeing him play. They've got that Sandro Tonali in defensive midfield. I'm a quite big fan of yeah. his. Um, he's got that Benneker and Tamori out injured, which is good. But I, they've got Divock Origi, who I think is the most, like, scouse name you can have, like Divock Origi. Uh, <laughs> Thanks for that. That's all right. I'm uh, I'm, just, I'm feeling quite positive. Here all Maggie. week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm confident. I, it's just sort of get, they need to go out and get points, right? Because they they don't want to come to Tottenham Hotspur like drawing or losing. So they want to go out and get points, which suits us mm. down to the ground, right? So I'm expect I'm expecting a three-one. How about you, Chris? Yeah, I reckon. To be fair, it might it could be one of those things where we go and we nick a draw or something. But mm. I think I think when we bring them back to us on International Women's Day, I hasten to add. So mm. literally, it's Valentine's Day to International Women's Day. Um, I think I think we're going to be all right. So yeah, one one two one. Don't really mind. Uh, my friend Philip's coming round to watch it, and we were going to go to Milan, and we decided against it. Yeah. Um, because you know. It's all got a bit depressing, really. Um, yeah. So, yeah, when, so hopefully. Sorry? No, no. Do you remember when we played in the Europa League on Valentine's Day? It was a Thursday. Obviously, it was a Thursday night. We played, was it Leon Bale scored the two free kicks and Titty scored. Uh, I remember singing, people around me, obviously not me, were singing, I love Tottenham more than you. And Puma did that fantastic ad campaign oh, yeah, that, called yeah. the Hard Chorus. You know, and the, oh. the Spurs firm did... Um, Truly, madly, deeply song. What is it? Oh, you are my dream, your fantasy. What's that song? You are my dream. You are my fantasy. 
yeah. that one anyway they um, did that one in a pub on Tottenham High Road and it is absolutely brilliant um that's it we, we that's definitely it. played um where did we play we played Juventus on Valentine's Day as well that oh, day we? that we was a draw when Christian Eriksen equalized with a free kick I remember that because I, I've been laughing with Philip that we're going to spend Valentine's Day together again because we were in Turin <laughs> that time as well. Well, Tab came with us, to be fair, so it wasn't too bad. Oh, yeah. yeah. That, that was 2-2, wasn't it? That one, Kane scores. And they hadn't conceded for ages. So when Kane uh, took it round Buffon. Yeah. And Ericsson stuck it under the wall, didn't he? They didn't use the draft yeah. excluder at the time. Yeah. <laughs> um, made a quiz. And I have one quick thing. Yeah, go on. I just want to say that I thought that Guardiola was out of order to specifically name Daniel Levy when he made those points. Well, it's yeah. like if there are nine clubs that have made that, why are you talking about Levy only? I think that was, you know, because like we know what all those tropes are and you don't need someone as influential as Pep Guardiola to perpetuate them. So I just thought that kind of showed a distinct lack of class, really. And, uh, you know, I'd like to see him kind of actually understand what he's done. Yeah, he's... It's not the first time he's displayed a lack of class, though, is it, Pep? Oh, he's no. such a weird one, isn't he? Him and Klopp yeah. as well. I, people put on the pedestal. Just there's a, I feel, Both of them, I feel there's a, a lack of authenticity sometimes. And all these quotes about him when they were being investigated by UEFA and he came out saying, if they've lied to me, I'll leave. And now he's coming out and basically backtracking. He just seems a bit cowardly at times. I, I, like we've always said, you go to the best club in the world who's got the best player in the world, it's easy. You go to a league which is dominated by one team, it's easy. You go to another league where you've got basically infinite money, it's easy. Come on, it, it doesn't make you the best manager in the world. It, it does not make you the best manager in the world. It, it, it annoys me. He'll be long gone, though, by the time any of this gets resolved anyway, won't he? Oh, God, yeah, because it'll be four or five years before this gets yeah. done. And the, the, only, the only winners in all, any of this are going to be lawyers, I imagine. Lawyers, yeah. yeah, yeah they, sure. They've contacted someone who's paid, who's going to be paid on like 300 grand a week minimum, something like that. Mm. Crazy money. Uh, I've got two quizzes, and they were partially named with so Jackie. Lucky. Well... <laughs> I did have Jack in mind because he was meant to be here. He said he would be slightly late for our kickoff, and it's it's half an hour later now. But we maybe we do it as a team here. Um, the first one is just who scored the most goals. I'll give you two players who scored the most league goals for Tottenham according to this website that I found that claims it's up to date. Um, all of them are within one or two, so it's it, it it's it's, so it's, it's not a, really a quiz. It's just a flip of a coin. It's a bit <laughs> of fun to kill some time so we get the next week. Um, All right, boss. Well, you know, uh, the next one's even more confusing. So bear with us, Chris. Uh, <laughs> Gareth Bale or Deli Ali? Uh, Giles. Such a slow answer, isn't it? Sorry. Don't overthink it, Giles. Deli, yeah, just... Deli, Deli, Deli. Deli on 51. Chris, you're going higher or lower for Gareth Bale in the league? Uh, Gareth Bale in the league, lower. Gareth Bale got 53 in the league. Oh. Seems like oh. a lot, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. Uh, Chris, Emmanuel Adebayor or Stefan Everson? <laughs> oh. Do you know I'm going to go Everson? 36. 
I don't know. Longer. I think Addy's lower than that. Yeah, he is. That's right. I'm 35. Oof. He's a good one for you, G. Dimitar Berbatov or Aaron Lennon? Oh. Well, Aaron Lennon had probably two or three times the games. time to do it and the games. Um, I'm going to say Lennon. I'm 26. So league goals, you're going higher or lower, Chris? 26? Yeah. Surely Berber scored more than 26 league goals. I'm going to go higher. In He scored two goals. Uh, 27 in, in his two seasons with us. Ooh. So one more. Um, who's next? Chris, Solez or Darren Anderton? That's hard. Because obviously Darren Anderton was here a lot longer. Mm. But was also injured a lot, I understand. <laughs> um <laughs> Uh, I'm gonna go Les. I'm 33. You're going you higher would have or lower? to guess Les, wouldn't you? It's a bit biased coming in here. Um, I'm gonna say uh, Anderton just to mix it up. Yeah, 34. Uh, Roman Pavlyuchenko or Jermaine Jenis? That's for me. I'm gonna say Pav. 20. Pav. JJ. I'm 21. Yes. Oh, oh, oh. Are we uh, I think we're 11. I haven't been keeping score because it's a bit. We're all winners. Yeah, it's yeah we're all winners. It's it's for fun, <laughs> isn't it? It's, uh, Clint Dempsey over Tongan. Chris. Oh, I hope it's Super Yad. Super Yad. On six. <laughs> <laughs> six. My <laughs> thing is, I'm. And Clint I'm Dempsey no with eight. I bet. I bet <laughs> it's eight. It's seven. He's oh. seven. Right. Uh, so Harry Kane, who we know is our all-time goal scorer. Or, I bet this one. Yeah. Or Modric plus Defoe plus Klinsman plus Mora plus Crouch plus Adebayor. Modric, Defoe, Klinsman, Mora, Crouch, Addy. Oh my one, God. Two, three, four, go, five, six. <laughs> <laughs> kind of a crazy ass question is that? I just wanted to mix it up. I wanted to mix it up. So sorry. Harry Kane plus Harry Kane in the Modric, league. And we know he's Ma- on 200. Modric- Mod- right, so Harry Kane's on 200 league goals, right? Yeah. Modric probably scored about. I'll 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 write 20. this down. 20. Yeah. So Modric yeah. probably scored about 20 next. Defoe. Yeah. Probably oh. scored about. Oh, he probably scored about 120. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's say 140. Yep. Ooh. Yeah. Okay, I'll go lower, but yeah, go on, let's do. Pinsman. 170. Yeah. To do it. Yeah. Um, so 50. Yeah, Mora. Yeah, okay. Mora, like four or whatever, like he scored, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Crouch in the league. Crouch. Not many. No. 18, 20. Yeah. I don't know, did he? And then Addy. So the question is, is if I've really overestimated Jermaine Defoe, then. You've overestimated everybody apart from Mora. Okay, so the answer. (laughs) So the answer is Harry Kane. Harry Kane by one. So Modric had 13. Defoe's got 91 league goals. Klinsman 29. Mora 19. Crouch 12. Adebayor 35, which all adds up to 199. Wow. But it it really does put Kane's achievement into perspective, right? Yeah. Uh, Yeah. 
Now I've got one here which I think you're really going to hate, Chris, and I really didn't have you in mind for this. So what? What I'm going to do? This is what I live for, ASD. Like on a Sunday night when there are all <laughs> sorts of other things that I'm thinking about before the week starts. It's what I live for. Go. Uh, so sorry. So what I've done is I've had a look at when players scored their first goal for Spurs and their last goal. And what I'm asking for is who had the greatest time in between their first and their last goal. So if I scored last week and this week, there's seven days in between it. If I scored last season versus this season, let's see how it goes. Their first and their second goal. Their first, their and, first their and their goal. last. First and their last. Oh, right. Okay. Uh, so I'll give you one. So the biggest number. It, so Harry Kane or Gareth Bale, who has. So Kane obviously scored last week on the 5th of February. Is there a bigger time between when he started scoring for Tottenham or Gareth Bale? So Harry Kane started scoring for Tottenham in 2014 and yeah, he's still yeah. scoring in 2020, whatever. But yeah. Gareth Bale came in like 2000 and whatever yeah. early and, and was scoring under Mourinho. So it's probably longer for Gareth Bale. Very good. You've got it. So yeah. And that's, so that's an unusual, that's, that's an unusual one. Because he returned. He did return. So yeah, mm. I wasn't had... even thinking about him coming back on, on loan. This is what I'm trying to catch you, G. That's why it's a good quiz. Ah. There's 5,000 days in between. On a Sunday night. Oh. On a Sunday night, yeah. Uh, 5,013 days between Bale's first goal, which was on the 1st of September 2007, and the 23rd of May, my mum's birthday, uh, 21. Harry Kane, 7th of April 2014, and 5th of February. 29 last week right let's go uh louis saha scored three goals for us and stephen corker scored two goals for us who had the biggest time difference in between their goals now louis saha scored two of them against newcastle on his debut right his debut, yeah, yeah, yeah. these are league goals Walker was with us for absolutely, absolutely ages. ages, but he only scored but two. He only scored two goals, yeah. In quite a fertile period for goals. <laughs> I'll, go, I'll go Saha then. Saha, done. 15 days in between his three goals. Okay, well, I'm going to go Corker then if there's only 15 days between his yeah. three goals. 35 for Stephen Corker, which isn't many considering how long he's been there. Mm. Um, so remember really a goal scoring machine though was he really no, wasn't his job uh, Fernando Lorente I think a bit of a legend for us and Jan Kulusevski hmm. he hasn't he scored for a while for City, wasn't it? yeah he hasn't scored when did he last score he scored against was it, did he score against Leeds I'm trying to think when his last goal was it's got to be Urente. It's got to be Urente. I know, but he wasn't there very long, was he? So, but he hasn't been that long since Decky scored. I'm going to go Lorente. Lorente is right. 393 days, 2nd of Jan 18, 30th of 9th, Jan 2019. That is mm. good. Uh, let me delete that line. Uh, Berbatov or Steve Sedgley. So think about when they started and when they left, basically. Steve Sedgley. Berbatov scored 27 goals. Jack would have loved this. Right. It took me a while to make this as well, I'm not going to lie. So 
the, who had the biggest this, there's three days in it from their first goal for Spurs to their last goal if I'll, I'll save the others after this there's only three days difference three days difference wow well Steve Sedgley I'm gonna have to I'm gonna go with Steve just because um just a blast from the past that name 609 days in between scoring on the 22nd of August 1992 and the 23rd of April 1994 so 609 days Berbatov I think it's less than that it is less than that on 606 days that's it I'll keep the others I'll keep the others but can I just ask ASD yeah what? Do you have anything else going on in your life? No, no, no. What minded you <laughs> for that to be the question? It's just about where, how your brain got to that that thing of like, I know, I'll think about the difference because it's like, and it must have taken ages to find them when, like that, where there might be some kind of closeness between them as well. Mm. Let's do some excelling. Uh, after I got home, after a kid's party earlier, just I was like, Emma, I've got to go do some... Uh, podcast prep so it took me about half an hour it's purely i go there's, there's a really nerdy bit of me that loves this stuff like there's a bit of me that i'd love a quiz which was like who had the first touch of a ball for spurs who scored the first goal for spurs this season you know that sort of stuff and it, it's like it it's the stuff you won't find anywhere else and it just i just it's easy to all the other stuff who's our top scorer this season blah 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 so i did a bit of that and then i thought well, you're not going to find that anywhere else, but it's still interesting. I'm going to put the effort in. So that's that's just where it, where it went. Good for you, my friend. I know it's all good. I admi- <laughs> I also I admire your patience. Like I know you said I was going to hate it, and I sort of did, but I really admire it. But but I, I just because my brain doesn't work like that at all. <laughs> no, it's just like it's it's literally in my I've got a Google sheet which had the Maldinio Road on. It's still called Maldinio Road on, which I just use for quizzes now. So I can just I now I go back there and I'll just keep on trying until we find something that was interesting. Like mm. I, I was thinking back, this is pre your time, Chris, when we used to do the um let, letters of the week from and it it from we used to get letters that we made up from people from Africa and it they, they were great but I was never sure whether we were being racist or not so they stopped so that's one thing that we stopped but then we did Maldini Road on and that was good so it's all it comes from 12 years of doing this stuff and after 12 years we can still say we underperformed there's there's a lot of heart somewhere the Spurs fans still suffer they we were desperate for creativity <laughs> Harry Kane is brilliant <laughs> and it's it's not as bad as we think it is but it's very disappointing sometimes and we still haven't won a, a cup you know it's it's i have to make up bullshit quizzes to stop being so yeah. monotonous with it all i think you're right in that it's not as bad as we think it is but it's not, it no. still could be better <clears throat> yeah i mean it's like football comes and goes we look at where we are in the league but it could be a lot 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 worse a lot 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 worse we're playing the champions league Playing the Champions League against AC Milan, San Siro on Tuesday. That's amazing, you know? Yeah, exactly. He just bought Pedro Porro. He had a, a stinker, so it can only get better. I mean, what a shock for him. He was just playing in Portugal. Portugal's lovely. He's having some egg tarts a few days ago. Now, he's rocked up to North London. He's having fried chicken, like, because there's a million chicken shops on Tottenham High Road. And it's a bit of a shock, but he'll come good because he's great. We've got some, we've got players to sell. We've got Romero to come back. Kulisevsky will get better son will get better i bet he scores scores on uh on valentine's day it's just all 
okay you know there's worse things going on in the world and it's these things that bring us together i'm 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 pretty happy with it really you know it you can't let it get you down but i wish you'd said that all at the start yeah yeah i'm gonna have to that's really cheered me up genuinely (laughs) i text my dad yesterday because wales are awful at rugby at the moment like really really bad and um i was just telling uh charles chris that i've it's my birthday next saturday and i have to go to my english brother-in-law's stag do he's got tickets for the wales england game so i have to go with my english family back home to watch wales be smashed by england and my least favorite sporting fixture in the whole of the year and without my family back home that's going to be miserable but it's going to be like being a kid again because spurs are a bit rubbish Wales were a bit rubbish it's just great if if you got a shirt now who would you whose name would you have on the back of it if we bought a shirt now if yeah so I bought you a shirt and I said I'm gonna you have to I, you can have it for free I'll get you the good one the not the second one yeah. uh and you'd be you have to have a name on it who would you it's not a false thing but who would you choose Kulisevsky would be the most expensive, wouldn't it? I was, was going to say, I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> that will be signed Marcus Edwards back and I can have my real name on the back. <laughs> I think uh, probably Kulu or, or Ben Tanker. I think they're both wonderful. Absolutely brilliant. Yeah. Chris? And there's enough canes. Oh, no. My heart would always put Eric Dyer on the back of it. <laughs> um, you can have Spence or Neville, you know. Yeah, I know. Well, I was about to say Neville, who was played really well today. And actually, it was really sad not to come away with at least a point today because we were really good. It's the best I've seen us play against the likes of someone like Manchester United. The stadium was absolutely buzzing. It was a really nice atmosphere. Um, if you haven't seen Bethany England's goal, try and look at it. She picked it up in our half, ran the length of the pitch, cut inside, and absolutely walloped it. It was wonderful. But it was so wonderful that the team were asleep. Um, and from the kickoff, they 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 um, scored the winning goal. So it was a bit that was hugely disappointing. But the team did so well. I mean, I bumped into a couple of people afterwards who aren't Spurs fans who were like. Yeah, that was really gutting. You deserve to get something out, out of that. So so well done to the women. Um, so, yeah. And uh, I took a bunch of people who weren't Spurs fans and they all came away saying that they loved Ash Neville like we all do. So there you go. That's great. Do you know what? I, that was my first game. I think last season's game, Spurs versus United women. And um, I, the, I went with me and then I went with some friends. And both we both took our daughters, and the daughter last week came up to me and was like, "Can we go to the football again?" She loved it, which is great, right? That's what it's that is what it's all nice. about. What name exactly. Would you get, hmm? What name would you get? It. I I've always liked going against the grain, you know. I've got my Livermore shirt upstairs, um, because no one else has got one in the. <laughs> Literally, no one else has this shirt. It's the one. Uh, it's the uh, the shirt after our Champions League run, where we had Investec, but on the other shirt, the first Under Armour shirt. So it was the Europe Europa League version of that shirt with Livermore. No one else has got that. Um, 
obviously Rodon or Davis, but I've got a Rodon Wales one. Um, I don't know there's maybe Romero. I just I think if I played football, I'd be really like Romero. Maybe him, but then you can't not have. I've got a Kane one. So maybe. It, I mean, Romero and Kane aren't really going against the grain, ASD, if you don't mind me saying. No, the, Rodon would be the against it, or Davis would be my against the yeah. grain ones, you know. Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, I, I'd still like a goalkeeper kit. But, but I'm not paying how much they're, they're charging, you know. Yeah, no, I've never had a kit, really. Yeah, same. What? Yeah, never mind. Um, that's it. Well... Honestly, that has flown by that time. Uh, it's it's always the way, right? These are always the the most, and I feel a lot better for it. I hope everyone listening does. Um, if only because I get to hang out with my my friends on a uh, on a Sunday evening. So thank you. It's always lovely to be with you and to see you. Um, it's not as bad as you think. And whatever happens, don't forget the future's bright. The future's nearly white. Come on, you Spurs. I always thought there was very, very many people interested in football, and I always thought that football was a very important game, but I never realized until today just how important it is. Whether the Wonder Boys of White Hart Lane are or are not the team of the century can't possibly be more than a matter of opinion. Well, they're the finest team in Great Britain, and one of the best in the world. We are about the glory of the game. We are about playing with style. We are Tottenham Hotspur. The curve of the ball, the billow of the net, the beating of the trap and the picking of the lock, the swiftness of thought, the lightness of touch. We are Ginola, Greaves, Klinsman. We are the collective gasp, the intake of breath, the flick, the trick, the 30-yard free kick. We are Hoddle, Mabbott and King. We are the lob, the chip, the dummy and the volley. We are the hat trick, the scissor kick. We are Bill Nick. That is schoolboy's own stuff. We are the outside of the boot, the inside of the net, and those seconds that last forever. Van der Vaart to level it up. Raphael van der Vaart, 2-2! It's quite a game, isn't it always? We are Jennings, Defoe and Perryman. Glory past, glory future, what was, what is, what's next. We are Blancheflower, Ardelis and Bale. We are about winning with a flourish. We are about winning with style. We are about the glory of the game. Daring to try, daring to risk, daring to dream. To dare is to do.